hello! Welcome to Stop at the Depot. This is a Ghost on a Train talkback. Normally, I'm your conductor. I mean, I'm still your conductor, Greg. And I normally run the game, but instead, I'm running a little laid-back talkback. I'm Hannah. I'm usually Andrew, but today I'm Hannah, and I'm here. I'm Guy. I usually play Pip. Uh, today I am dying. For a variety of reasons. Don't worry about it. <laughs> They'll be fine. Like, it's not dying, dying, I assume. I hope. In, I mean, you're the fifth person to tell me to go to a doctor. I like, didn't Meh. go to a doctor, but I don't think you're going to die. I'm probably not going to die. We'll all die eventually. Well, existentialism. Listen, listener, listener, check the description <laughs> and see if there's an in memoriam for that. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Now we're planning ahead. Should probably record the next line then. That would be the craziest way to announce the death of a member of this podcast. But it would be very funny. I give you 100% of my blessing to do exactly that. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. It's legal. And as the editor, I definitely didn't manipulate it in any way. I'm Stefan. I usually play Drix. I'm here today, real, chilling out Max, relaxing all cool. And I'm Jackie. I have played cricket, and now I'm just me. Yay. Re- you're allowed to return to Jackie now. <laughs> You've been freed from the curse. The key thing The key thing is, uh, Jackie was like so fastidious about audio that uh, she spent the entire line, more or less, standing up in like your little recording space, like you saw the video. So like, that was, that was standing gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't yet have a chair in my recording space. I will oh, get one one yeah. day. But but right now we've got laid back Jackie, who is seated. <laughs> I am hey. literally in a beanbag chair right now. That's perfect. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> we love to finally, see it. Finally allowed to rest your legs. We made her stand for all of it. Still not a lot of back support. <laughs> I'm going to be real. I would not have done that. I, uh, I Jackie is more committed to this podcast than I am. She's not even on this podcast. If I had to stand up for four hours, I would not be playing. That's just the quality leadership that you can find at Faustian Nonsense. <laughs> at Faustian yeah. Nonsense. The Faustian Nonsense. Listen, if you haven't listened to episodes fifty six through fifty eight, and therefore don't know who Jackie is, I don't, get out of here. What are you doing? We're just out of here. It would be a weirder listen to this one first. Yeah, either like mm-hmm. listen. If you can't be asked to go back and listen to the previous one before this, just like wait. I don't know a week or two, and then the next actual episode will come out. Uh, another quick fact about this um this was the first uh proper line that i edited with reaper yeah i didn't end up spending the whole break working on the the whole line i'd spend like the whole break working on episodes 56 to 58 which like makes sense because they were kind of staggered and late but like i did take the time off to learn it so like hopefully that's like come through in the edit or if it hasn't I don't know if you've got suggestions, advice. If anything sounds suddenly noticeably different in a bad way, let us know. Or if anything sounds different in a good way, also let us know. Just for, I don't know. It's nice. And if it's not discernible, then don't reach out don't to us say at all. Anything, I guess. <laughs> if it's the same, yeah. carry on. <laughs> yeah, we'll accept your silence as a tacit endorsement. Yep. Just this once, we will. We will. We will have a slight, slight uh, lift on the get off our dick policy. Uh, <laughs> Very slight. Extremely slight. Just, just okay. Oh, no, I listen. See this just the tip. 
Can I say this? Can I <laughs> I don't know. Is that too much? You know what? We can leave it there. I think it caps it off perfectly. Okay. Jackie. Yes. You and I were talking about you appearing as Cricket for uh, a while. <laughs> for a very long time, yeah. <laughs> I think like a full year before we actually got around to it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Life gets in the way. I, I think because I created Cricket for a personal game like before we ever met uh, for a Blades in the Dark game. and. She was originally an NPC because I was the DM of that game, and I just fell in love with her character. And I, I was like, she fits so well into this universe. I would love a chance to play her again. Uh, and you were willing to oblige, which was awesome. Willing, like you twisted his arm. I, I, was, not, <laughs> I was not privy to this conversation, but I would be shocked if it was anything but Greg fully begging you to play this character on our podcast. I don't think I like begged, but I do think at one point in time you were like, "I there's a character. She's not a line bull though." Like, and I was like, "Yeah, that sounds great." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I was just very excited about the concept of a whisper who was raised by ghosts, and I. I am also excited by it. It's great. And then um, when I came up with the spirit mask made of human teeth, I was like, I need to <laughs> inflict this on as many people as possible. So uh, my <laughs> personal challenge was to try to get someone to wear it. Uh, because we were talking about this and I, I forget if I, I came up to you or if you were like, sure, when I offered to be like the spirit locator. Yeah, the spirit locator inventor. I was like, yeah, if you don't have a hook, there's a spirit locator inventor that mm-hmm. needs testing. They just got this job. Taji, the, a crime boss called Taji the Tank Engine just told me that. <laughs> so if you want to be it, and you were like, I've got a whisper. And I was like, that's perfect. A whisper could invent something like this. So that was supposed to be like, they get to Severos, and then we immediately pay off the ghost Taji the Tank Engine in Eruvia thing. Uh, and then we didn't get around to that. Uh, so the, hence, hence why it, it ended up like... Honestly, being funnier that way when, like, it did happen. And Taji was like, I've been waiting! And you were like, what? (laughs) (laughs) A good friend, Taji. Yeah, I had uh, fully forgotten about him, which is crazy. You know how just games go along and you have things uh, that you remember for a while and you're really excited about and then you just forget about it? I just forgot about Taji the Tank Engine. It's great, yeah. Because you had told us, or you at least told me that he was coming back. I did. Um, uh, and But you waited long enough <laughs> and it completely left my mind. Which is perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. He ended up leave my mind. Well, yeah, you had a conscience. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It basically, I guess, in the universe, Cricket, Cricket, like, set off to ask about the spirit locator testers, and she waited for an entire sixty-day Shattered Isle, Shattered Isle month <laughs> for, for them to get there. Cricket's very patient. One or two traumatic events later. Speaking of Cricket being patient, though, Jackie's cold open. Have you, have you three clowns uh, who aren't near Jackie? You guys, listen to it. No. Yes. You haven't listened to Jackie's Cold Open? Uh, it rules. Jackie. Um, it rules. <laughs> so Cricket Cricket uh, reconciles a, a ghost. Yeah, that was really cool. Heck yeah, she does. Jackie, you were doing great. Getting really creative. Uh, it was like a non-combat thing to sort of prime for the, the, the line. But it was still like a conflict. 
I had fun with the the sound stuff. Um, it's possible I, I went a little too hard or something. I got a little incomprehensible at points. I don't know. But I was just like, Reaper! This this was me fully being like, wow! <laughs> Look at all this! <laughs> How do, how do you think it? How do you think it came out, Jackie? I thought it turned out great. I can't honestly tell you about the incomprehensible question because I knew what we said, so that <laughs> biases me a little bit. But uh, I thought it sounded great. It sounded very ghostly, and the effect you did a great job. I thought, especially for like a new software that you weren't used to. Yeah, shout out to. David from Trials of the Apocalypse for for spending time with me, <laughs> spending a two two hours over Discord, <laughs> teaching me the ways of, of Reaper. Aww. that's that's TTRPG actual play community. Greg actually joined the Discord that I was already in from <laughs> the massive promotion blast. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's cool I'm, I'm also just lurking in there but yeah i was same david, david was like you should join the podcast nexus and i was like yeah you know i really should like i, was like, I stopped listening to red gate and wolf for a minute but i really did enjoy listening to it and i think we've talked about it a little bit on this show listen to bring mm-hmm. your own mech listen to trials of the apocalypse because the arcs are so digestible and i was like they're all kind of there on the podcast nexus mm-hmm, and now i just mm-hmm. lurk there Yep, and I I've lurked there for a while. Uh, it was in a similar space that I met Jackie and Amy, so you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, podcast communities, man. I got a question uh, for the non-Jackie players. So by this point, do you guys think you were fully tired of the Feast of Gratitude, or was it after this were you tired of the Feast of Gratitude? I think, I think for me, I was like getting a little weary. <laughs> In this part, can start to feel the burn. I had like this is I'm guess I'm talking a lot about forgetting stuff today, but I had kind of somewhat forgotten about some gratitude. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm not I, I wouldn't say I was tired of it necessarily. I think I think not to toot our own horns, but I think we made a pretty fun space to play in. I don't think we like ran out of stuff to do. We got to do uh, my dork show bit that I had also forgotten about at the time of recording um, <laughs> because I had come up with it around actual Thanksgiving when I was watching the dog show with my family. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I'd gotten tired of it, but I do remember <laughs> being like actively surprised every time it came up. Like at the very, at the, at begin- the very end, at the beginning, like, it's great. I'm grateful. And yeah. it's like, okay. At the beginning, <laughs> like, what are you doing still on the Feast of Gratitude? I was like, oh, it's still the Feast of Gratitude. And then at the very end, when Guy was like, uh, uh, or Pip rather was like, we should go feed some children at the orphanages because it's the Feast of Gratitude. Uh, I was like, oh shit, right, it's the Feast of Gratitude still. I can't believe Hannah's stealing my character. I'm not, I would never. I could never <laughs> keep that accent up. I gotta say, spot on impression, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's like listening to a mirror. Well, we know who. <laughs> Well, we know who's gonna play Pip now when I die. No. Greg <laughs> introducing the new, introducing the new voice of Pip, Hannah. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I can hold accents, uh, bad accents, 
as you've just heard. But even the bad accents, I can only hold for like a few sentences at a time. I can't do a consistent accent. I could never blame mm-hmm. him. I could probably never play Drix, although that's a somewhat easier accent, just by merit of being a little, a couple notches down on the intensity scale. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, uh, get back, get back on track. Sorry. Oh yes, yes. This this could be open to Jackie as well. Do you do you think that we should do uh, another holiday or something like that uh, in the future uh, and shorter? If we were to do another like special events in the world, what would you like us to see us do different? Layover to layover was was the feast of gratitude, basically. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed doing the various things at the Feast of Gratitude. But yeah, I could definitely see like maybe just like a little shorter, like a couple episodes for the holiday special. I think if we didn't have the ghost job, it would have not been quite so like long. Yeah, because also partially with the ghost job, it was like we kind of like did this disconnected thing that had like Feast of Gratitude bits at the beginning and end, and then the uh, there was Feast of Gratitude around it, so that also kind of affects it. Yeah, maybe we made it a whole a whole dang thing. But in the future, I, I'd like to see more holidays. I like building that stuff out. They exist. There's plenty of holidays in the Blades in the Dark book already. I mean, I'm, yeah, not that, plenty. But there's cool a couple other ones. <laughs> there's a couple other ones that you could, one could expand or do. That's cool as hell. And it's I, I love I love like finding the mundanity in certain things too. Like Star Wars has days of the weeks now, and I'm just fucking living for it. <laughs> Tong's days. Tong's days. Am I right? Tong's days. Am I right? <laughs> Sometimes when you guys talk about Star Wars, I think you are just making up words. <laughs> all words are made up. That's all the whole point of no, 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 no. All words are made up. But like sometimes I, I do think like if you just put any random set of still syllables together, I would believe it was a word from Star Wars. That's honestly quite fine. Yeah, there. that's fair. I should mm-hmm. I should do it one day. Just oh yeah, you. go for it. You probably can. Gaslight your friends. Well, only if I girl boss them too. <laughs> there you go. All of Stefan's friends are too smart to be gaslighted. Oh, it can never happen. Gosh. Greg, are you gatekeeping gaslighting? <laughs> no, that's not how it works. You're crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Back on track. Um, All right. Unless, unless people have more things they want to talk about with holiday stuff. No, not really. I just, I, re- I really liked it. I like, uh, you know me, I love a world building game. Yeah. It's, it's fun to make the world feel lived in. Uh, so, Guy. Yes. You, of course, had Taji in your mind specifically because when we did the roll on the roll that you got before you rolled, it's like if you rolled in there, he would die, but it would be known that you did it. Yes. No, you probably didn't imagine until that last little little tease of Taji um, that Taji himself was coming. But yeah, what do you what did you think about the actual consequence <laughs> since they now they've kind of materialized? I liked it. I mean, at the time. And I've, I've discussed this previously, but like Pip is not a good person, and it's been fun kind of playing a character who is not a good person. And so he's he's coming to a different like way of being and like understanding, and he's like a little bit more repentant in other ways. But like in this way, it's still just like, haha, look, your shitty behavior is coming back to haunt you. So me as guy, I was reveling in it and I was waiting for the, the shoe to drop. I think it worked out. I'm curious if you had rolled, and obviously this is a hypothetical, so no way to 
know for sure, but blah, 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 blah. But do you think if you had rolled better, do you think if we discovered Taji being dead, would you have told us that you did it? I don't think... In character, no. I don't, I don't think so. I would have been just like, Greg, they have to find out other ways. Like they, <laughs> they have to find out. This has to happen. There has to be consequences. Honestly, I'm kind of glad it happened this way then because I would have had to... <laughs> one, one recurring theme that I see for myself with my characters uh, in tabletop games is that they are all furious when the other party members keep secrets from them. <laughs> Stefan is laughing because uh, <laughs> our two Lancer characters just got oh, kind of sort of halfway moved past like a three month feud over him keeping a secret from me. <laughs> and then there was in our uh, in our uh, Stars Without Number game, there was a similar thing where form, former guest Banani kept a secret from me and I was furious with him and unfortunately like i think andrew i uh think there would have been way less out of game tension because this would be a very f- objectively pretty funny secret to keep but i think i couldn't have not made andrew furious about it yeah. <laughs> that does sound about right yeah and again me as player i want my characters to suffer you it's do. more fun. It's interesting it is, that way. It is your favorite thing. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. <laughs> Jackie, I got a question for you. Sure. Um, so we know that Cricket was uh, an NPC of yours, and and I got to ask you like, oh, like how how would how would Cricket get these people's attention? We had the spooky children sequences, and like I'm sure when you play Cricket, I'm sure Cricket is very in character. But I guess what I wonder is, um, with my starting point of like you invented a spirit locator and would therefore hire people, that probably altered Cricket the character uh, here yeah. in Ghost Lines than Cricket uh, the NPC. I, what's the what's the difference there? Yeah, so Cricket NPC. I say NPC because I played her, but she was basically a player character played by the GM because my crew kept going into things like a vampire's catacombs and various other places without a whisper. And I didn't want them all to immediately die. So I was like, I'm going to make a whisper who can go with you. And I created Cricket. So Cricket in the original version was younger, I think. Um, I haven't like figured out ages, but basically she was a whisper because she learned whispering from ghosts directly and had very little human contact, like living human contact. And so this was different because this version of Cricket had to be able to like work with humans. And so I mentally aged her up a bit. She was less of a child uh, and more of just a really weird person um, who was a little bit on the um, outside of society, but at least like knew how to talk to people. Uh, the NPC cricket really, really liked collecting bones and carried a silk pillowcase around to collect the bones in. And her favorite person on the crew was the guy who gave her a pair of pliers so that she could pull out corpses' teeth. <laughs> for her collection. Beautiful. 
Um, and they took her to the catacombs, and every time people weren't watching her, she would just run off to, like, dig through the bones for her collection. Um, she was just a being of chaos and had no plan, and that was what I enjoyed playing about her. So it is, uh, in terms of her motivations, very different character. Um, but the, the basic premise of her being like this spooky young whisper raised by ghosts, uh, I was able to keep. Also, Jackie, I, I cannot stress enough. You, sh- you need to read the locks too. <laughs> yeah. You need to read the locks too. Oh, there are so many bones in that. So Jackie. many bones. It's just full of bones. It's full of I'm bones. I'm on the waiting full list at the library for the audiobook. I will yeah. get there. I Please just, tell us. I, oh, yes. and you do. <laughs> we'll do. So, getting into it, getting into it. Yeah, I, I feel like for this line, um, if I could, I would probably like. Okay, this is going to sound harsher, harsher than I, than I mean it. I'd probably scrap the whole line from the beginning of the second episode and redo it. My my failing with this is this was uh, an adventure hook, this was a ghost job that was like supposed to be in the beginning of Severos, uh, and then it's got placed right after uh, Walker getting fucking shot. Yeah, and like the specter of like uh, the Severosi magicians being attacked. Obviously, the players were in a receptive enough spot because, like, they played it. But, like, when you play a character, like, the line bulls were not in a receptive spot for, like, a fun idea of, like, hey, guys, haunted house, no lightning hooks. And it's something that, like, I probably could have, like, picked up on in the first episode. We did spend, like, 40 minutes discussing that. Well, that, we like, not in, spend 40 not, minutes. Not 40 minutes, it. not 40 minutes. It was, like, it was, like, 10 or 15 minutes in the second episode. But in the first <laughs> episode, like, the, the whole no lightning hook thing, that was, like, the thing that I told Jackie. That wasn't Jackie or, or Cricket bringing this in. That was, like, me speaking through the guest. Uh, and then, but yeah, even in the first episode, like Pip at one point in time is like, who's this for? <laughs> and it's like, well, <laughs> like in my head, I'm like, technically it's for criminals who like wouldn't have big lightning hooks. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess why get you guys to try it? We really went on about like the limitation of no hooks. Should they may that need to be tested before like accepting? But yeah, because even in the first one, Andrew was like, are you sure light- lightning hooks won't work? And it was like, oh, okay, we've got to test the, the restraints that we've already told you to accept it. It's like between those two and like just generally the timing. Cause I, I do think it was a timing thing because it wasn't, it wasn't so easily accepted. Yeah. That's I fair. mean, I just felt kind of railroaded by the whole thing. Honestly, I don't think like probably if out of game, you had been like, Hey guys, we're doing a fun, no lightning hooks adventure. I would have been like, Oh, okay. We're not doing lightning hooks. And I would have accepted that as like, you're just, throwing down a plot thing. Um, But then, I don't know. Then I was like, okay, can we take the lightning hooks this way? Like trying to figure something out. And uh, you were like, no, we're doing this. And I eventually it like uh, became clear to me that like, oh, okay, this is just kind of throwing down a plot barrier um, in the moment. But I was mad about it because, like, I was like, I don't know, I'm here trying to be creative, and it's just getting kind of shut down. Well, I was thinking, like, while like editing and also after the fact, it's like, I mean, what I could have done is I could have had you also like, you guys didn't know you were going to a place with friendly ghosts. Jackie slash Cricket knew you were going to a place with friendly ghosts, so it's like, if I wanted it to be more your idea, I could have had you walk in, and then as soon as they see the hooks, all the ghosts go. Ah! like run for their lives and then like you'd have to like 
get their trust and like ditch the hooks and then be like, thank you. And like, that would have been much nicer. That would have been pretty fun. That could have been interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, so that's why I say it's like, it's harsh. It's harsh when I'm like, I would have scrapped this whole thing. But it's like, I think there are ways that I could have done this that like would have been, would have been gentler, would have been better. Because eh. also it's like, I can trust you guys to not start blasting innocent ghosts. <laughs> Like, oh, of course. Guys, like your characters, like your characters wouldn't be like, "Well, time to clean up." You would be like, "Oh, <laughs> hey, oh, I'm so sorry." Uh, and like, and that wasn't my worry. My worry wasn't like, "Oh, they're gonna blast innocent ghosts." My, I really just wanted like little haunted house. We'll have to think of something else besides just dealing harm to things. We'll have to use all the other fancy gadgets that we have because we got a bunch of fancy gadgets. Yeah, no, I think the conceit definitely made sense. Yeah. Again, I do also think you guys had just become like embroiled in something bigger than yourselves and you were like, it's an entire people being threatened by your actions. And then it's like, hmm. unprofessional scoundrel here to hire you for a nine-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Ew. like, have some fun slapdash science. And it's like, well... <laughs> it, it was a victim of scheduling. Yeah, yeah. And we also did manage to bring it back to it worked out the andrel stuff in this episode i was i wish i had uh been in i think a better state of mind while i was doing it so i could have thought about it a little more <laughs> but i am i am like it's stuff i had been wanting to do for a while and it gave me a good, no 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 good I'm, I'm, to do it i'm sure that's good and then again it's like eventually like before and after like the whole lightning hook argument i think it was actually fine now that i've like listened through and edited it's like okay yeah this is this is fine I know at the time I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, everybody. All in all, good line. Not a great line because okay. of me. <laughs> well, now you can use that idea that you've had about like friendly ghosts freaking out at the sight of lightning hooks. If you ever want to do another thing like that, uh, now you know how you can go about it. That like TTRPG sensation of like, we the players want to go on an adventure, but like in character doesn't, they, they would react differently to it. And so we mm-hmm. kind of just... At the end, we did just like push through. It's like this is this this is how it's going. So we went with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the problem with doing a narrative show like this. Sometimes the plot and the characters kind of bump up against the game. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think it's also like it's sometimes unclear what's plot. And like, uh, I think the reason I was arguing about it was because I originally when when I was presented with like. Ah, the lightning hooks will cause this problem. My brain went, oh, okay, the challenge placed in front of me is how do I get the lightning hooks to not cause problems rather than how do we do this without the lightning hooks? Um, so for me, I think it was it, it wasn't even timing and it wasn't even character reactions. It was just like a mis- misunderstanding of what the actual conceit was. I mean, that those are our magic weapons. Don't want to don't want to put down your magic weapons. So so after all that we went around carnival. The carnival setting itself uh was Jackie's suggestion because I was like I want a haunted location. <laughs> what do you think? What made you gravitate towards carnival? I don't know. I really like carnival <laughs> as a vibe and for like being for a creepy setting I thought it would be really fun. I don't remember why it popped into my head. Maybe I'd seen Nightmare Alley recently or something, but... 
We had seen Nightmare Alley recently. Uh, <laughs> I did Hannah, not like that movie. <laughs> oh, you made it. your, your, but I never your ghost from that. <laughs> oh, right, I did. Yeah. I still didn't like that movie, though. <laughs> great aesthetics. Carnivals are, I agree that carnivals are a great setup. Did not care for that movie. It was, it was kind of a hard movie to watch. I really liked it, but it, it's not one that I'm like planning to rewatch over and over again just because it's like, it's a lot. <laughs> We can talk about Nightmare Alley offline. I had thought going in that just a bunch of like ghost locator tests wouldn't have been like the most engaging. But again, I had thought of that in isolation. I, I have part of me is like, huh, maybe it would have been fun if you just did a bunch of ghost locator tests. But instead, there was the connection between the the, the creature that encountered uh, Andrel and also the whole sad carnival story that I like dot connected from the uh, the ghosts. The, the moments in it were really solid. I'm sad that it was like just a, a bummer after a lot of previous bummers. <laughs> it was, it was uh, one more in a string of, wow, we've had a really rough stretch of episodes. <laughs> I think it was also like partly we were already in that headspace. So we were kind of going to bring down the mood of anything that we were doing. Regardless, that's also definitely a little true. Yeah, like I, I don't I, think there was winning. <laughs> that's what, okay, this is another case where I'm like, oh, we could have done this <laughs> if I had come up with like if me and Jackie even come up with like distinct locator tests, maybe, and then mm -hmm. it'd all just be like a mundane moment of like you guys talking to each other, talking something through. Then it's like even though you're bringing the mood down, like life goes on and that sort of thing. Well, you you yeah, guys had some I, moments to talk about it, but then it was... I, I think there was no way, for me at least, that dead abused child was going to be anything but a bummer. Yeah, so maybe if I didn't do that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> that one's fair. Also, it would naturally hit home very hard for Andrew. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's tough, because... I do ultimately think that, like, even though we spend a good amount of time in this downbeat, I don't regret it. I don't regret it because, like, we kind of lived in sadness for a little while, but we do eventually get out of it. And, like, I think us getting out of it but still having, like, bits to work through is, like, a good place for us to be where we are now. Yeah. I honestly didn't mind it being a yeah. bummer. It's clearly not what you hoped for from it, but I thought it like, I don't know. I thought a moment of sort of removal for from our current very complex and uh, yeah. trying situation, but one where we sort of are feeling out the emotions of that situation fit very mm. well into the into the plot and so you know i understand the the desire to have created a more lighthearted situation but i i like yeah i like the way this came out ultimately in terms of like i'm i'm not sure a lighthearted situation would have fit into the story as I guess well not like i guess not like That's light -hearted, super fair. like not actively a bummer but still no like i i i again when it, when it came out the other side, finished editing, I was like, yeah, no, this is good. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's always like kind of disconcerting to plan something one way and have it go another way. So it kind of like, it sounds to me that that's most of what you're dealing with at the moment. I was planning on spooky haunted location, haunted house. In episode one, I was like, ooh, they've captured Taji. Perfect. I can have a little persistent NPC. 
uh, and then uh, he pissed you off. So I was like, okay, not Taji, I guess. <laughs> so then I was just like, uh, 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 the spooky little girl from that one scare that Angel's going to get. And then it just ballooned from there. Yeah, yeah. She was the most bummer one to pick. <laughs> yeah. Well, because like, what other NPCs were there? <laughs> Giant spider? <laughs> knife? <laughs> it kind of would have been fun to have the knife. I knife would have been kind of hype, actually. But it kind of would have been fun to have the knife. <laughs> I'm going to level with you. I would fuck with knife. Yeah, knife. You know what? You know what? I did. I have been reading Heaven Official's Blessing, and I got to a part. Right, there is a yeah, knife in that. I got to a part like, where there's a fucking... There, I mean, there's a sword ghost. He's a he's a ghost with a sword. So he's like he can take a human form, but even when he like punches you, he cuts you. And it's like, oh, that was that's dope. Like he's the spirit of a weapon, and he's pissed off at his former like wielder. So uh, honestly, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> Knife would be dope. All right, so uh, <laughs> take two. <laughs> See it in a in a line coming eventually. Uh, <laughs> Nice Innocent ghosts running for their lives from lightning hooks. Knife friends. <laughs> I'll put a knife on the train. Also just thinking about like the, the Seth Skorkowski, like the bone saw. Oh, God. Andrew's final knife is a living knife. Oh, my God. A living dead get knife. Get fucking soul eater up in here. Yeah, let's get out of soul eater. <laughs> I promise this is not just all me being down on myself. I, I, I just want to do like a play-by-play of like where I, where I see things going one way, where I see things going another. Cricket's water circus scare. Because uh, I, I had I, I guess separated to scares in my mind. It was like, oh, the different scares. And then they could go through like a funhouse thing of getting, getting to each other, blinking up. Cricket scare, I think it was cool. But originally, in my mind, I was like, the guest, the guest, the spirit locator inventor will... <laughs> will swiftly escape their scare and using the spirit locator track down the players. And what ended up happening is where I probably should have uh, not required a role or like required just that one insight role. Uh, instead, uh, Jackie was trapped in the water for basically all of it. <laughs> we were rolling like garbage. That, much of, yeah. that must have sucked. Uh, sorry about that. Oh, no worries. I did enjoy the final, like, the way I finally got out of there was very satisfying. That was cool. That was fun. That was really, really fun. Despite what it may have sounded like, I realized on this show, it was like, I was like, oh, wait, you were one away? Uh, Remember when we used Lightning World? It's like, no, we did talk about, we did talk about how, as a Whisper, who counts as all roles, but therefore doesn't use any, but doesn't use any equipment. Mm-hmm. how cricket would use lightning oil and it, we did talk about like just like yes, injecting lightning oil <laughs> so like that was a thing <laughs> it was absolutely a thing and that was a perfect use for it so that is some misborn shit and it was fun <laughs> i will and i will hold up like i know i know like drix needed to get drix needed to get an entire like little suit thing to be able to use lightning oil for physical stuff that's because if Drix injected himself with lightning oil, he would just electrocute himself. Because uh, Drix is not a whisper. <laughs> He's a magician. That would have been funny. <laughs> Cricket's just that built been a different. Funny way Cricket, Cricket's raised by ghosts. Go. Cricket's built different. You are you are giving me great ideas for later, though. Yeah, it's, uh, like Stefan Wood is the thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stefan would 100% uh, just, have Drix just to, try. Just to let everybody know. Don't we, uh, I'm, I'm a, uh, electrocution is for harm. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and that would that would ignore that would ignore yeah, but all you of your armor. Yeah, you could just take a scar on that. You could, I guess, you could take a scar on it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Drix, I would simply die. Not until we get through Scofflin. Then I can take a scar on it. (laughs) (laughs) Your boy's got to protect that one forest. How 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 were the little the little spooks the scares? Tightrope was terrifying. <laughs> I was like coming out of coming out of the hallway into like ha 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 oh no I have to get across this and then immediately being like we're rolling terrible I'm yeah, that, not gonna make this that <laughs> that second part because uh. There is no greater feeling of dejection than just like coming up with a plan, hearing the DMV be like, yes, yes, oh, yes, that's great, and then rolling like dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's no worse feeling. I mean, I really liked (laughs) mine. I really like, was it a bummer? Yeah, but it's the kind of bummer that's so deeply in my wheelhouse. This is an, okay. Another another location where I am like where I'm like oh, but it would have been pretty great if I had done this. It's like if I had done the whole ghost scared of you thing because even before like testing the lightning hooks, Cricket was like some ghosts are friendly. I think I think there'll be friendly ghosts there. And Andrew was like, no, every ghost I've met has tried to kill me. Uh, Which so is that true. Was why I was like. That's why I was like, oh, I'll have the little girl be like, oh, no, you're a ghost. You're trying to kill me. And then Andrew would have to, like, prove that uh, she's, like, a nice ghost. Uh Um, Which, yeah, which was fun. I really, I don't know. I, this is, you gave me um, a challenge that was largely emotional and uh, roleplay based. And that is uh, my favorite thing to do in tabletop games. Um, So, like, I... I really enjoyed it. I thought it the that's the kind of stuff I like to play through and I had a good time with it. I also thought I the um, emotion I felt when she switched from being like, You're not gonna hurt me, you're not gonna hurt my dad, right? To me being like, Okay, what do you want me to do? And she was like, Can you kill my dad? And I was like, oh. <laughs> What? <laughs> I no longer know what to do in this situation. That was such a good moment. That was a great moment. And the follow-up of like, I thought you wanted me to not kill your dad and her being like, it's a complicated situation. (laughs) (laughs) That was really fucking good. You didn't end up doing it, but also a part of me was like, Hannah slash Andrew might catch on pretty quick that you're in like a not exactly real space mm-hmm. uh, and this guy does suck so maybe Andrew would kill him <laughs> so I could see it going either way I really thought about it and I did <laughs> I would have I would have I 100% would have but that it's a complicated situation thing stuck in my fucking head and I was like this probably is not the emotionally healthy solution for this child mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think if you give it 20 minutes after it happens she will be worse off <laughs> that's pretty fair but no I did I did consider it he sucked pretty hard I don't know if Jem like was a whisperer or if Jem like had some psychic power or something like that or if it was just the way things work um but the creature uh having it come out of her head that one time like representationally it's it's inspired by by tulpas. It's a tulpa, yeah. being created through mental power. 
Um, because uh, a good while ago, I think possibly pre-FN, um, but like post, we're going to defeat the Immortal Emperor in like episode eight or whatever. I was thinking ahead and I was like, what would you guys like to see? Uh, and Guy was like, I would love to see a Tulpa. Which and, is such a specific suggestion. Which, uh, it's cool though. It's a very me thing. Yeah. And it's like the, the King of Rats is like kind of a thought form in that way, but also like, you know, I don't know if this is exactly what Guy was asking for, but also either way, like <laughs> the thought, the thought form. I know what I asked for. You, oh, you asked for it. And the, the reason why I was like, ooh, I can bring the creature for this one is because of the spirit locator. I was like, it would be a significant thing then to show that the spirit locator is not pointing to this to point out that it, the, the difference between it and the ghost <laughs> is that it doesn't have a, hey, hey there, hey there, lore heads. It doesn't have electroplasm, uh, the spark of life. It like in Blades in the Dark, you can interact with the echoes of the old city in the ghost fields. Like you can actually interact with them if you have like a certain like crew upgrade. So it's like this thing's made of that stuff. This thing's made of ghost field stuff, but it's not like no spark of life to it. <laughs> Basically memory. It's it's like memory you can touch. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. It it like it kind of demystifies the creature a little bit, which I guess diminishes it, but also like I, I think I think having it on this line and having it with the student locator uh, works out because because uh, you know maybe maybe we can extrapolate uh, you know so we can, you can make a line perhaps from from you know the mental power creating uh, the creature acting like a human but not alive uh, the king of rats is a similar thought form like the king of rats is not a living being but the king of rats is a real being. And, you know, maybe there's another uh, ruler that is not alive <laughs> and maybe, maybe is similar. They might be a goat. They might be a goat. Uh, yeah, no, the emperor is like a, as a mental being toying with that. So my question is, um, you didn't originally intend for Jem to stick with us. Yeah. Um, so was the plan not originally for it to come from her head? Did that get improvised? That did actually get improvised. Yeah. I, I knew I wanted the Tulpa. I, I, I wanted it to be the memory of this place. I wanted it to be the memory of, I mean, obviously it was like Friday feeling, Friday feeling like it was always going to be that. But again, my original my original thought is like, oh, it's perfect. Cricket cricket will bust out. Cricket will bust out of that water tank. Lickety split. Well, I guess track him down. I guess what I'm what I'm mostly curious about it is just like whose memory was it? Everybody's. Okay. Yeah, it would have been the whole carnivals. Interesting. Um, I uh, I ended up I ended up kind of expanding the carnival lore a little bit, the circus lore, uh, with uh with one of the the intro for the last one. Um, we're marking on like, well, so it's, it's a ghost circus and they're all reconciled and all the ghosts, they're all still like performing. Right. So, so the, the canon of that is, uh, Friday feeling, uh, had a ritual that could help reconcile people. So therefore, um, when he made a deal with you that you were performing for him, you were performing for him for the terms of the deal, regardless of whether you died or not. Hmm. So that's why they still perform because the ritual is still in effect. Uh, but Friday Felix himself was like, and I'll simply use my, my awesome abilities to silence myself and I'll be fine. <laughs> and then also he did in my head, 
uh, he did grant that same thing to Jem. Like he's not about to put, he's not about to endanger Jem into servitude. So it's fine. She's good. She's gone, but like, you know, in the good way. Cool. Yeah. Speaking of her being gone, um, the, the end of this line got like really, really like high emotional. And I think even in the episode, it was like, Oh, sorry. It got really, like, really emotional at the end there, Jackie. Uh, and you were like, yeah, cricket and me kind of don't really. <laughs> Don't really participate in these these like high emotional stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cricket was oblivious. I was lacking some context, so I just leaned yeah. into that for cricket's yeah. sake. It was it was it was it was helpful for that. Um, it's in my head because because uh, Johnny O'Mara of the campaign podcast recently left. <gasps> really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, uh, I could, I'll tell you about it later. Uh, he recently left that. Um, and so with that in my head, and as I was listening to the last, uh, the last little like discussion where Andrew will talk about responsibility, Pip and Drix being like, you don't have to take that responsibility anymore. And Andrew being like, oh, but I've got to, how can I not? I was like, you know, you know, if I was a listener, maybe I'd be like worried that like they were teeing up Andrew leaving. Obviously not. That's not what's happening. Um, I know there are no Andrew plans. and Drix, Andrew Drix and Pitt, 50 years, pew, 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 yeah, 88 yeah, yeah. seasons, let's go. 88 <laughs> seasons and an uh, audio movie. Hit us up, mm. ElfQuest, the audio movie, guys. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Take your um, shot for the obligatory ElfQuest mention in a, in a talk back. I like ElfQuest! <laughs> Cast me! <laughs> I auditioned! My setup's better now! <laughs> oh, oh god we really need bingo cards for these we really do uh but yeah we we keep on leaning into the tragedy of like ghost lines and the the, the setting a whole bunch what that was really it was the instinct of everybody being like hey teenage girl uh that was a lot huh do you still want to be here <laughs> Like you, we're not forcing you. <laughs> like sweating under the collar. Like you know, <laughs> you can leave if you want, and you 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 thrive in like playing in that space, uh, <laughs> Hannah. Because like I know I keep on having NPCs doing it to you, and you're always like everybody's always <laughs> really weird about me. Yeah, yeah. I so something I was thinking about. Um, Andrew's Andrew, Andrew's a tricky character to play. Um. Uh, she's an interesting character to play. She's a very rewarding character to play. I adore her. I am so glad I decided to play her, but she's a tricky character to play. And I think in part that's because I think the tone of this whole podcast is, is different than I had thought it would be starting out. I think when I... So first of all, I uh, really didn't have too much of a plan with Andrew from the start. I decided I was playing a plucky 13-year-old orphan like maybe 20 minutes before we sat down to make characters. I didn't even have a name for her. I picked a name off the stock names from the character sheet and I accidentally took one from the boys section, which I like now because Andrew's got some gender going, but like I did not do it on purpose. I was just not reading the sheet carefully. <laughs> so that that shows I think how much forethought I put into this whole thing. <laughs> um but the idea kind of as I originally conceived it was less tragic than it turned out to be. I think Andrel, to me at the beginning, was someone coming from 
difficult circumstances, who was going to enter new new circumstances that I expected to be difficult, but that I also expected to um, give her a lot of opportunity uh, to see the world, to grow, to do all those things. Um, and like, if you go back and you listen to like early episodes, you can kind of hear me playing with it. Like I remember one scene where we're like crossing the ocean for the first time. And I have Andrew like staring out the window. She's never seen the ocean before, like taking all that wonder in. But what we, we kind of ended up, uh, th- things ended up sucking more than I think I expected them to. There wasn't a lot of like seeing the wonders of the world. It was more, more, it's become more seeing the horrors of the world. Like, uh, occasionally, like, good things have happened to her. Her world has certainly expanded. She's met people. She has money now, which is a big thing. Um, um, but, pretty much wherever she goes something something bad happens um um and so that's something that i wasn't so much expecting as a player and so like in the middle of the podcast i think like i ended up trying to kind of change course and like i was i was in you know improvising like working out how andrew responds to all these horrible things um, and to like the harsh realities of her job. Uh, and I didn't always know how to do that. And I think like looking back at it holistically, um, I think kind of the way that I look at it now is Andrel is roughly, and this is, this is, uh, maybe not the best, uh, simile because Angel's in a much, much more intense situation, but I kind of think of it as Angel's like a little gay kid from fuck ass nowhere. And her whole childhood is spent with people shitting on her and, uh, you know, her feeling like she doesn't fit, et cetera, et cetera. And she's like, someday I'm going to move to New York and everything's going to get better. And then she hits college and she moves to New York and turns out New York also sucks just in different (laughs) ways. Um, And then you have to like, from there, uh, you know, figure out, okay, everywhere in the world's kind of bad in its own way. How do I like deal with that? How do I deal with my problems? How do I carve out a place where I can live and be happy? And the block I run into, ran into recently is that I think the way that you tend to deal with that in real life, the way that I have dealt with that in real life, uh, that, that realization that comes with growing up is I think you kind of have to accept the bad things about the world and sort of figure out how to do what you can to help, but also not to dwell on it too much and to find your people and your place and to, you know, have some acceptance and and live in that acceptance. But Andrew (laughs) got something that I did not. And that is someone was like, Hey, Andrew, you as an individual actually kind of can fix a lot of it. Have fun with that. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like it's as if you go to college, you figure out New York sucks, and you're like, then 
someone's like, hey, kill the mayor and maybe things will get better. Um, note that I am not endorsing political violence for legal reasons. Like, that's insane. That's something that I think throws a wrench in your growing process a little. Andrew is the sniper on the hill. Andrew's the fucking sniper on the hill and she's 14. And that's crazy. It's kind of nuts. It's kind of nuts. And so that's like... Like what I'm trying to, I'm trying, I think, to play her through to that same realization because, you know, she's the sniper on the hill. We're going to kill the immortal emperor, blah, 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 blah. Um, But like that still won't fix everything. Um, And also she isn't doing this alone. She does have, she does have friends who she can rely on. And so I think I want to get her to the same spot of like, I cannot fix everything by myself. I have to accept that some things are beyond my responsibility uh, while also doing all I can and I have to figure out a way to live. But it's uh, it's tricky uh, with the fact that she is also like a, the hero of a, of a campaign. So I guess all this is a long-winded way of saving, saying, uh, no, Andrew's not leaving. Andrew's like still in the middle of what I see as an arc um i have many plans for her i think i did hit kind of a rough spot because it took me hannah a while sitting down to be like oh where the fuck do i go from her being a sniper on the hill like genuine like i hit a fucking wall there character wise i didn't know what to do i kind of came to the latter realizations recently i've got to calm that girl down but yeah for all those reasons i don't think it would be satisfying to leave her here um, in the middle of this, uh, and I do have, you know, I have plans to continue with her plans to get her a little bit out of it. I think to your credit, um, even though you didn't quite have it figured out, the, you play the burden of responsibility upon Andrew really, really well. And I think that dovetails nicely with the end of this arc where you still feel that responsibility even after everything is over. Um, and I think, I think like that seed carries through a lot of your actions really nicely and yeah it's 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 it like the way when you talk about like her needing to eventually move past that it does feel like you've pretty adequately set the stage for that kind of thing thank you i appreciate that Mm -hmm. yeah and you guys set me up nicely too like i it didn't even occur to me in the moment because i was honestly i was kind of mid actual real life breakdown when we were recording this line it had been a weird week beforehand Mm -hmm. but listening back to it like what you what you had uh tricks and pip saying at the end of like well we're here and helping you and we can also we're going to do everything we can but you're not by yourself. I don't think it was uh I don't think she was really ready to hear that at that time, but I think like that that is where I eventually want to lead her and I think you guys have unintentionally set the stage for me very nicely as well. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait I can't wait for Andrew to repeat those words in a badass way to us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to write yeah. them down so I remember the exact phrasing. <laughs> it's fine. No one's going to listen back. <laughs> that's true i'm just gonna have pip be confused in character i also want to say i i <laughs> thinking about this all in context like you know i sat down and thought for a while after this line and had all these thoughts thinking about it in context it's so funny that we went to do food bank work 
afterwards. Because I think that makes a lot of sense for like people who are not snipers on the hill. Yeah. But like, it's like, hey guys, we're just gonna do what we can in these small ways. And then also, we're gonna kill Hitler. <laughs> you know what? You first, know what? first, we're gonna do charity work, and then we're gonna kill Hitler. That's, that's, the, the that's game. You know what? You know what is of a more immediate concern to somebody with an empty stomach? That's true. That's so fair. <laughs> Wow, that's a really weird scene in Inglorious Bastards when they worked in that soup kitchen. <laughs> wow, we're gonna be doing two things: killing Nazis and making sure making sure the soup kitchen staff helping the home. <laughs> I kind of like the end on like a just a small kindness. Yeah, yeah. That cricket Batman exits away. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Cricket's like, not for me. Peace. <laughs> Cricket, like, I have a question. Does Cricket do, like, crime crimes in her spare time? Or is Cricket just, like, as the NPC, she was just there to, like, she was helping out your party while also being a little gremlin. Mm -hmm. So I guess, like, without without an outside influence of lion bulls or, or scoundrels, like, is does Cricket do crimes? Almost certainly, but she probably isn't aware of what is and isn't illegal. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, yes. Yes, Cricket. But she, she's so like, Cricket, Cricket I'm just to doing go do some fun crimes. Yeah. <laughs> Queen shit. <laughs> okay, because that also leads into a question that I do have for you. So we're not going to be in Severus for much longer, but if people did do crime jobs in Severus, could I say that it came from Taji slash Cricket? Oh, 100%. Yeah, go for it. Sweet. Keep in mind, I say that as the NPC in Blades in the Dark, she was helping the crew. This is Blades in the Dark. They exactly. were criminals. So, yeah, exactly. So they were yeah. doing, they were doing crimes. She was helping them do crimes. I just wanted to know if, like, by her lonesome, she was also doing crimes. <laughs> she was she was helping these like nice people do whatever they felt like doing. It happened to be <laughs> dealing drugs that they made out of alchemically fermented hallucinogenic eels. The gang was called the Eelchemists. Uh, we designed the entire concept on a really bad pun. And stop, stop looking at me. <laughs> uh, again, she was helping them out without realizing that they were criminals. Because if someone had said that, she would be like, "Okay, what's that? What is this crime thing you speak of? It doesn't matter to her. It doesn't impact ghosts. It doesn't impact ghosts. What does a ghost care about trespassing? Exactly. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think." Now is the time to to wrap it up, unless anybody has any uh, remaining stray thoughts. No, nothing for me. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a weird line. Uh, came at an interesting time all around. Yes. Personal emotions and like the original timing and like narratively good, important, important line. I would say though, fun fun ideas explored, fun guests had. I had a great time. Yeah, I, I, I know yeah. you did. I know you did. I know at the time I was, I, I felt, uh, feel like I was like, oh, I don't know. If, I don't know if Jackie was having as much fun. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But then it's like going back during the edit. It's like, okay, no, no. Jackie's like chuckling along with things. Cricket's like staying in the moment. Like, like whenever it's time for Cricket to do something, she's doing something that makes it's like, oh, this is perfect. Okay, okay. She's just, she's here. <laughs> I enjoy being a little gremlin. I don't know what to tell you. Hey, it's a good <laughs> that time. That would be funnier in a couple of weeks when a certain episode of Gorgon Show comes out. 
Oh, ah. <laughs> I'll, I'll say I'll say it again. Then Jackie is uh, co-founder of the Palestine Nonsense Network, the showrunner of season one of Super Suits. So listen to that because two of the writers are here. Or two, well, two of the writers besides Jackie is also a writer. <laughs> Shorter. A lot of people that worked on Super Suits are on this call. Majority Super Suits. Um, and me. Also and famed voice actor, Greg Karobas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone here but Guy has had some uh, some involvement in Super Suits. Woo! <laughs> we got showrunner, lead writer, uh, uh, writer, and... Uh, Once voice recognized actor. voice actor. Don't mean to brag. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody <laughs> tweeted about me. Greg plays clones. Uh, but uh, Jack of all trades, uh, which big fan of jackie is is the jack of jack of all trades let's do jack of all trades award-winning gorgon show award oh, yes, yeah, finally award. the award-winning gorgon show yes jackie is the producer and also civil co-host i do the horoscope segment as a drugged up oracle it's great mm-hmm. who hasn't been there <laughs> <laughs> I think I think okay. This is this is I gonna know. be for like people who like listen to the Gorgon show, or maybe like maybe something he wants to listen. My favorite thing about the Gorgon show is when we get to the horoscopes and how every guest, how every guest decides in the moment whether they're like on your side or on Penny's side. Mm-hmm. Because the the bit with it is that Sybil does Jackie as Sybil does the uh, the horoscopes. And Penny thinks it's bullshit. Penny, the, the host of the Gorgon show, she's a Gorgon. She thinks it's bullshit. Um, and the guest is kind of in the middle. And so it's up to you to be like, wow, Sybil, this is really great. Or joining Penny for being like, I don't know, this is, this is silly. I think you made that up. Yeah, that made no sense. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Um, I get a lot more people on Penny's side historically, but... I think uh, that makes sense, personally. <laughs> uh, that's fair. The horoscope. fucking horoscope. <laughs> I, I I am an outlier, I guess. Yeah, no, I I quite enjoyed the outliers. Um, you always are. <laughs> there have been a handful on Sybil's side. Anyways, go listen to the Gorgon Show. Be on Sybil's side if you're if you like me. Hey, this is me, Greg, your conductor, uh, rec- <laughs> voice actor from from Super Suits. If you like me, go on be listen to the Gorgon Show and and be on Sybil's side. And you were the pilot of the Gorgon Show. I was the pilot of the Gorgon Show. Listen, listen to that one, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, this has been a stop at the depot. Uh, I've been your conductor, Greg. I'm Hannah. I'm Guy. It's Steph. Oh, God. And I'm Jackie. <laughs> Bye. 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 Pride of Nusqual is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, a podcast with the Faustian Nonsense Network, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. Music by Sebastian Black and TJ Woods. Edited by Greg Corobus, with Creative Commons Zero sounds from freesound.org, and additional sound design by Kai Gwillem Pritchard. Our cover art is by Yoshiko Agresta. Your line bowls for this trip were... Cricket. Played by me, Jackie Salaji. Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville, played by me, Hannah Levin. Adric, aka Drix, badge name Colburn, played by me, Stephen Lewis. Pippin Pip McKeel, badge name McKeel, played by me, Guys What Bell. <laughs> <laughs>
And I have been your conductor, Greg Karobas. For bonus contents, as well as behind the scenes, become a patron of the Faustian Nonsense Patreon. And in lieu of monetary support, a review on your favorite podcatcher will help Ghosts on a Train maintain visibility. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train. And I'll have Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us, and please consider traveling with us again next time. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours. 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 yours Faustian Nonsense thanks you for your patronage. Just like yours.